Real fact number zero. Half of all Snapple, quote, real facts, end quote, are actually fake. What the hell, Snapple? That, is that true? I don't know, dude. There's no, like, fact-checking it. You know, who's, who's to say that that fact was fake? The Atlantic? The Onion? If, is the Atlantic a trusted source? I don't know. Dude, I don't, I don't keep up with the news. Yeah, I don't want to be put on a political spectrum here. This is a film podcast. Anyway, for though, entertainment purposes. Yeah, exactly, bro. Exactly. Like, like, hang on. Let me go back to the real Snapple fact that matters. Real fact number 1,452. I fucked your mom. Not yours, Brandon, because yours is a healthcare worker. We respect those in this household. That's but right, Snapple, That's But right. Snapple, I fucked your mom for that. Anyway, though. Who who would be Snapple's mom, by the way? Would it be like, like an Coca Cola or something? It's like Coca Cola, I think. Coca Cola. Yeah, because it's all that you know, sister companies and all that. You know, dude, just a capitalism at its finest. Fucking Jeff Bezos. Anyway, though, what is up, everyone? <laughs> My name is Danilo Judd. Here, this is the LFG podcast, the Let's Fucking Go podcast, the podcast where it's me and my two college bros. Unfortunately, that sounded extremely homo, so no homo. Not that there's anything wrong with being homo, but today one of the bros is left out, so I'm only joined today with one of my bros who was here since the beginning of 2021 with this podcast. My boy Brandon Messina, Brandon. How are you doing, my good sir? We have covered Loki. We had problems uploading the last episode. But how are you doing, man? Doing great, man. Uh, Keeping it real. Keeping it real. That's all I have to say. You like working at McDonald's? Well, what do you think, Danilo? I would say since you're feeding the capitalist monster that is Ronald McDonald, the answer to that is no. You would be exactly right, Danilo, but money is money. That's exactly right. That That is exactly right, especially when you're in college. You got, right, right. You got to do what you got to do to earn that little bit of greed. Yeah. Ronald McDonald, if you're listening, or if the Hamburglar is listening, I would slap the shit out of that guy. The Hamburglar, he would be, his ass would be grass. I would shove a McNugget up his ass. That's exactly right. That is exactly, exactly right, Brandon. As you guys can tell by the title of this podcast, we are going to be talking about the new MCU movie, quote unquote around new, because it's we've been waiting, like, it feels like two years, but it's only been like a year and a half. Black Widow, starring Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, Rachel Weiss, David Harbour, and some other people. Although that great star-studded cast there. Brandon, have you been looking forward to this movie before we get into our review about it? Well, when we first heard about it, well, my initial thought was, finally, after so many years of Marvel kind of just like, what, what's going on with Black Widow, pretty much? Like, she yeah, never yeah, got yeah. Her, her own solo movie. We got a Wonder Woman movie before Black Widow. How do you feel about that? That's saying something, Danilo. No, that that since that's DC, dude. Yeah, 
That's for sure saying something. And look, and look, look at the comparison between Marvel and DC. I know that's and, what I'm saying, man. I'm agreeing right. with you. DC beat, anyways, getting getting a little bit off topic. Uh, but I thought, yeah, great. She deserves a solo movie. But then we waited. And, and waited. waited. And waited. Waited. For how long did you say? A year and a half? I think, yeah, it has at least been a year and a half. Because I think it was supposed to come out of May 2020. I think, yeah, yeah, it around was. There. Yep. It got pushed back that three times. Was. Yeah, it got pushed back three yeah. times, and now they found, and now they released it alongside Disney Plus. So you could stay home and watch it if you wanted to, for thirty bucks, on top of the original subscription you're paying as well. Right. For only right. a one-time watch. What Capitalism. the fuck? It, Capitalism as as its finest. But yeah, man, you sounded so. We were excited for this movie, though. It sounds like you're waiting for it, but when you saw the first trailer. Were you excited then for the original release date of it? Not this one. Honestly, not as much. I mean, the the trailer really didn't wow me in that way. Like, I just thought it was just typical MCU action formulas, uh, nonsense. Yep. Um, but, but I mean, I was glad Black Widow was finally getting her own movie. That was that was nice. And I also liked that. It was going to take place in between the timeline rather than having it be an origin story. So that was that was that was nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm in agreement with you there as well. My initial excitement for this film was around yours. I'm like I was we were like we should have already had this film, in my opinion. Right. Um, right. So the hype was a bit diminished, especially since we know she's dead after Endgame. You know, right. it's like, how are we really going to tell, quote unquote, her story? Um, I was actually really excited for it because of Florence Pugh and mainly Florence Pugh. She was just coming off like her trifecta of films, Macbeth. Then after that, fighting with my family. Then after that, Midsommar. And now, you know, this was going to be her next thing to launch her into the MCU. So I'm like, oh, Little Women just came out as well. So I'm like, like, I'm ready to see her in action now. You know, she's done her regular shit, her, uh, her cinema stuff. Now she's going to do this movie. So I was really excited for that. Um, but then it got pushed back and I think we can both agree that our excitement level for this movie kind of, you know, dipped, dipped. It came back for me a bit when it, the, you know, this last Thursday, when I finally went to go see it on my way, driving to the theater, I went with my sister. I was, I was excited for it. You know, it felt nice to be back in a theater again, be with a bunch of people who love the MCU movies and movies in general. Uh, so yeah, you want to just get right into it and talk about Black Widow? Sure, yeah, let's get right into it, Danilo. Let us do that. Spoil do you want to do spoilers? Yeah, because I feel like I can't talk about this movie without addressing spoilers. Good. Me as well. So we're gonna talk about spoilers for Black Widow. So if you have not seen it, this is where you can sign off. Uh I do recommend going to see that and then coming back to listen to this awesome content. But so we're gonna talk talk about Black Widow, and we're gonna go over like how we always do with these reviews, what we like about the sh- uh what we like about the movie and what we don't like. And that's really going to be it. It's going to be a little short and sweet review. Before we get in that, though, let's get into the summary. And like I said, guys, this does have spoilers. So the summary for Black Widow. This is a shit show. So fast forward 15 to 20 seconds if you don't want to hear this. 
or you can listen to this wonderful summary of mine. We open up on a family being being Russian sleeper agents in Ohio. We then go to Black Widow, who is in hiding because we find out they had to go back to the Red Room, and that's when they got they got shinned to be, you know, these Black Widow agents. And now we flash forward 21 years later. Scarlett Johansson's all grown up. Big fucking whoop. Scarlett Johansson has a sister named Yelena, Yelana, however the fuck you want to say it. It's Russian. I don't know, dude. Fuck the USSR. We beat you in hockey many times. Do you believe in miracles? That's exactly right. All right. So anyway, we continue on. Yelena gets an assignment and she is gassed. And then she's on the run from the Red Room people because she was a Black Widow agent. But she, uh, I guess a, a good term would be decommissioned. Uh, or she was like taken out of the trance of being hypnotized. Kind of like a little Jason Bourne shit. And so she's now on the run from the Red Room people. She contacts her sister, Black Widow, who finds Yelena only then to be hunted down by Taskmaster and the other widows because they're like, we can't have her get out and try to, you know, spill the beans on all of us. So now the goal of the movie is they need to find the Red Room so they can save all the Black Widow agents because what's happening to those Black Widow agents is very horrifying, hysterectomies, mind control, just, you know, just sad, sad stuff. So they need, but to do that, Scarlett Johansson's character, Black Widow, says, you know what, we need to break out our adaptive father, Alexei, who's in some, like, Slovakian prison or some shit, I guess Russian prison, who the fuck knows, up in the mountains. They go break them out, great fucking fight. Uh, Florence Pugh has a little chirp battle with uh, her sister. We get, we then find out he doesn't know where the Red Room is, so he has to go find the adaptive mother named Melenia, or, right, Melenia, Melenia? I think I think you're right. It's, it's something pronounced like that. English is not my first language, guys. I'm brown. We go on, and Melania <laughs> calls the calls the red room as she as we find out she is the architect of our main bad guy, who na- whose name is Drakov. And so she turned in the family. They go up all the way into the sky because that's where Drakov's secret base is, and quote unquote the red room is. So Black Widow and Melania switch faces, though. However, with these like little masks so they could infiltrate it and try and kill drake off turns out they plan succeeded everyone falls down because the whole fucking place falls down because uh melenia took out the little fucking pro turret or whatever that kept them in space it shit's hitting the fan we find out taskmaster was actually um Dracov's daughter who scott who black widow thought she killed we continue on with that. Florence Pugh escapes. She saves all the widows. All the widows are freed. Taskmaster is freed as well. Dracoff dies because of our Lord and Savior, Florence Pugh. And then the widows escape with uh, Alexi, Melania, and Taskmaster. They go on their separate ways. Black Widow's left, and she is hunt- and she's now hunted down by Agent Ross again. We don't see that battle. Turns to black. We get our post credit scene. And that's how the film ends, where Black Widow is just standing off against Agent Ross. I would say that was a pretty okay, okay description, wouldn't you say, Brandon? It was good enough for what it was. I would say so. You know, as I always tell myself, I'm a solid 7 out of 10, and I shoot for B, B work. Always B work, you know. Just get that good grade. Not a C. Passing grade. Passing grade. C's don't look good. B's look good. A's look superb. But B's thumbs up on the B. 
Brandon, do you have a good, before we get into like what we like about the episode or what we like about, not the episode, I'm so used to that because of our Disney plus shows, what we like about the movie. Did you have a good time going back to the theater and watching this? Yeah. So this was, this was my first movie back in an actual movie theater. And it was a little, it was a little nerve wracking because um, uh, I went to an AMC theater, which fuck AMC. Uh, bro, but get it get it uh we'll just say it wasn't up to par from my first movie theater back but anyways it wasn't clean <laughs> yeah yes it was it was not clean as it should have been but uh regardless yeah um I'm glad it was Black Widow. I'm glad it was like a movie that I was like really interested in seeing. Um, but once like, like I said, like when I first got there, it was nerve wracking just like being being in around all that. But once like I settled in and watched the movie, like I felt more comfortable uh, with myself, like actually being surrounded with all this. So it was a good time for me. What about you, Danilo? How was it for you? I liked it. I, w- I went to that Dolby Theater in AMC. If you do go to AMC, if you're an AMC like supporter, go see your movies in that. You'll never see it in anything else again. It's absolutely fucking fantastic. But anyway, though, I saw it with my sister. It was nice. It was a pretty like crowded theater. There were like even some applauses and shit at the end when like Task and Drakoff was defeated. So that was kind of nice to hear. You know, I bet if it was like not post COVID and we were like already we already got our few marvel movies in like we wouldn't have heard that but i i enjoyed it you know i i think this was a movie to see at a theater for sure and not pay your 30 dollars for disney plus yeah oh yeah definitely like i would i would pay the 11 bucks than just like watching it at home honestly yeah 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 so anyway though that was a summary we had a good great time going back to the theater poor brandon dude it's, it sounds like someone just took a shit at your theater and called it a day. Dude, there was a little, there was barely anybody at, in my, uh, in my showing. There was like, at best, ten people, but that's like stretching it maybe. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, you I think had one person was movie. vaping too in the movies. Okay, which... buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan for vaping, but really, in a movie theater, get the, get your smoke out of here. And if you're gonna do that, sit in the back, bro. Sit in the back, a back corner too. Sit in the smoke box. Yeah, exactly, dude, exactly. So we're going to get right into our literal review here, Black Widow, as you guys know, with spoilers, obviously, since you heard the fucking summary of it. We're going to start off with what we like about the uh, movie. Brandon, I'm going to go with you first, because I know you want to talk about the intro. And I've seen a, a lot of people talk about this intro, and I'm seeing very polar opposite uh, reactions to it, actually. But what, what, what do you want to say about that introduction to Black Widow? The floor is yours. So, yes. Yeah, so with the whole origin story, like basically like finding out a little bit more of like uh, Natasha's past and which leads up to the opening uh, credits. I loved it. I loved it, Danilo. Um, it was just especially with the opening credits, like I'm glad we had some like story to like carry us through the rest of the movie. And then the opening opening credits just basically sold the movie for me. Like, really, that was, that's strong. 
it at least it at least kept me at like a good pace for me it like it it made me um excited for the rest of the movie and uh it basically it set it set up the rest of the uh the story in my opinion that opening sequence with um basically how the process was for black widows basically and how like they were um basically brainwashed and tortured and it was accompanied by a fantastic haunting cover of smells like teen spirit by nirvana and oh my god it was so amazing from well yeah i want to get your opinion on that too before i go more into detail about it how did you feel about it the opening credits i i fucking loved it i thought it was fantastic i didn't know who actually sang that i thought that was like an original song so fuck me right um when i initially heard it i thought it was like one of those songs but then i like i started listening to it and i'm like i heard this before and yeah basically like that yeah i really enjoyed it i actually thought it was very confusing though because it wasn't told in like a linear sense um because it looked like that happened before they even got to ohio where they were in those uh uh shipment things those shipment boxes uh you know, and then we, because we then we see them taking the pictures for the photo album, as we know later in the movie, that was all before they actually were in Ohio. But the editing on it is what I love, because I'm like, this is exactly what, like, they do to, like, brainwash you. This fast yeah. editing showing you, sub, you know, sub, subliminal message where those kids were, like, going around that pole, everything like that was not... I don't know how to phrase that any better, but you guys know what I mean. You saw the fucking it, movie. It reminded me of like propaganda Pro- that's uh, it. Like footage. That's it. Propaganda footage that they were using to manipulate these kids to make them think like, you know, you're fighting for the best country there is, Russia. And I loved it. The score was great. The editing was great. The way it was told was great. It was it was great credits, dude. It chills. Chills I had when watching those credits. It, exactly like that. Yes, it was very, very haunting and it, like it, it gave you goosebumps a little bit for me. Uh, honestly, like I also liked it that they had like they shot like new footage, but it was shot to make to make it look like um found footage of Natasha and her adopted sister. Um, oh yes, uh, Yelena. Uh, so I thought that was just a nice little detail that they added to like make it really authentic. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you right there as well. I had that in the things that I loved about this movie was the opening. Honestly, uh, that was credits. probably my fav- my one of my favorite openings in a movie ever. I think it was mine for sure. I I yeah. for, especially for Marvel, I think it I think the only one that beats it is Infinity War for me. And that's just because it you know, when Infinity War happened, like it was silent kinda, you know, so you knew yeah. like shit's about to like go down in this movie, but yeah. Um, one thing I really enjoyed about this film was our good old Florence Pugh. Yeah. Yel- uh, Yelena, yes. Yelana, whatever you want to call her. Yelena. That's Yelena. I have been a fan of hers since I saw Midsommar. Okay. Uh, then I went back and watched all her old filmography and then Little Women came out and I loved her in that. She's like the new up and coming actress, in my opinion, for our generation. And I think she's 
absolutely killing it. And in this uh, movie, she killed the role of Yelena, of being this Black Widow agent, being funny when she needs to be funny, being serious when she needs to be serious. I could have done without the accent. I really could have. I didn't think their Russian accents were, you know, to write off off well, to write off on. Because well, I, I think that was accurate to the comics. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it that's was. That's why she did it. I think it was as well. Um, so I, I didn't really care for the accent, though. But everything else, like her comments, her quick wittedness, um, the way she held herself, the emotions in the face is what really sold me as well. You can always tell if someone's a good actor by the emotions they have in and their face and their eyes. And I think she for sure, for sure had it whenever she was like getting denied that um, that truth of how the their family before wasn't a real family, like nothing of that real family in Ohio meant anything to them when she was like constantly being said that being told that like you could see like her facial expressions break. Her range of acting is fantastic in this film. She does a great job, dude. She she sold the show for me. Honestly, you you took the words out of my mouth. She now now uh, unlike you, like I don't, I haven't really seen a lot of her performances in movies. Like I haven't gotten to, uh, around to like actually like see what she's capable of uh, performing. But so this was like my very first like impression of her, and like you said, she nailed it. She nailed it to the T, and it's. It's hard to upstage a performer like Scarlett Johansson. I think she was like right at that level with her. Like yeah. their chemistry in general was amazing. They're oh, they're like sure, dude. Conver- yeah. Their dialogue with each other, their like their like humor or their um their little bits of like comedy, and like you whenever they whenever they talk to each other in the movie, it sounded genuine. Like they were like. Like you could actually believe, like they were, um, like they were friends sisters. or yes, like, friends, sisters, sisters. yeah, yep. sisters. Um, but yeah, she she totally nailed it. And I I, I talked to you about this like w- when we um discussed it like days afterwards that I see Florence Pugh being a star in the MCU. Like she's like right like at the front and center, or at least one of the one of the main people moving forward in this next um, generation of the cinematic universe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see her being held up there in high regards, just like Tom Holland is with Spider-Man. Honestly, I see her as like Iron Man level almost. Okay. Like, like almost like that, but we'll see, we'll see where her character goes. Um, when we discuss like, um, a post credit scene that was, uh, added with the the movie yeah Um, so we'll see we'll see how that goes but i i immediately felt a connection to her the moment she was on screen and like i think she might have stolen the show for me yeah she for she for sure did for me she's i just think she's a fan phenomenal actress i'll watch almost anything the girls in she's just she she's doing great um I do have the only concern of her being taken up by the MCU and not doing other projects, but you know, I think she'll still do other projects as well. She's not going to be tied in the wheelhouse of the MCU. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so either. Cause it, cause you see Tom Holland doing all these stuff too, while still being Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And so, yeah. so yeah, I, I don't think that's going to be a problem for her. Honestly, like I think she's going to be the same way as, like I said, Tom Holland's doing with his acting roles. Um, but yeah, like I said, she was funny. She was 
she was serious when she needed to be, like you said, and you just felt a real connection to her. Like one of my favorite scenes in that movie is when they just freed their um, adopted father from Alexi. the prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexi. Yeah. And uh, she kind of talks about how, you know, the, the torture was for the black widows. And she brings up in, in a funny way, how like she was like, basically she had a forced hysterectomy because of that. And like, she, yeah yeah yeah. i'm not describing it like the way it should be described but like it was it was funny in the right way but yeah i know you you know it was like dark humor she was like saying dark humor yeah open your fucking eyes dark comedy which i love yeah yeah so i think so we both agree florence p just absolutely killed it in this performance uh as yelena what is another thing you liked about this uh movie brandon well yeah uh, look uh, speaking of which, uh, I I enjoyed the main supporting cast honestly. Like I thought everybody played their parts great, especially David Harbor. I thought he was he was probably my second favorite in that movie. Like like besides Black Widow, and then besides Yelena, like he did a great job as um, Alexi or Red Guardian, as he was called in the movie. Um, he was he was funny, and um, he he wasn't too much. Um, he wasn't too funny, which was, I think, what a, a, a nice balance of that. Like he was, he was funny when he needed to be, and when he was, he he got me to ch- he got me to chuckle at at the very least. He was great in this movie, and let's not forget Rachel uh, Weiss too. She was she was great as um, Melina, I think her name was. Yeah, in the movie, um, when she kind of her facial expressions uh also were really good too here uh honestly especially with uh more of the family moments in the movie i thought yeah the whole supporting cast was great in general yeah i'm in total agreement with you there i think they pulled up a great fucking cast i don't know how they get it how how they got all them you know scarlett johansson florence p rachel rice and david harbour but they killed it like you said uh my concern with dave with the David Harbour is that he was going to be this comedic guy throughout the entire film, like a Drax, you know, not to that level of just being the joke. Right. But as the movie progressed, we saw like he did have serious moments, you know, especially when he sang that American Pie song um, in that house. Yeah, that was a nice, yeah, nice moment there. All those sentimental moments he did try to have, but it turned into a joke at the end. I didn't really like how it always turned into a joke at the end, but you know, he, he's a good actor. Rachel Weiss, I think did a fantastic job. You nailed it with, uh, on the spot. She was great when she was with the, when she would talk about family and like, you know, how it all means to what it all means to be a family. We already talked about Florence Pugh and I think Scarlett Johansson did a great job as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like we could go on about how well Scarlett Johansson does in the role of Black Widow and like, I'm kind of sad that we're really not going to see much more of her anymore. Like she was, she was really perfect for the role. Yeah, she was. And it's unfortunate because I don't think she got enough time to shine. Yeah. You're yeah. I I agree with you. Like she, she was long overdue for a solo movie and it sucks that the way they, it sucks in a way that they did it after like narratively she passed away or yeah she died um 
but at least we got something out of it. So that was great to see. Yep. Yep. And speaking of fantastic cast and Scarlett Johansson, all of that, I'm going to talk about the big, big thing that I think is what really sold this movie for me and will make me buy it on physical media. I'm a physical media collector, only of films that I really enjoy. Um, I have like almost zero Marvel movies. I only have two. I only actually have, yeah, I only have two Infinity War and Far From Home because of Jake Gyllenhaal for uh, Far From Home and Infinity War because I think it's the best Marvel movie. And I will pick this up because of the theme of this film, which was an adoptive family and what that all means. You know, as someone who is adopted, I think they nailed everything a kid kind of goes through and everything a family kind of goes through throughout their their lifetime in this film obviously there's more room to explore it you know they're not going to hit everything but they hit the main things where you know one person doesn't think it's real because you know they're not the real mom and dad where the other person does obviously the younger sister I'm someone who does have a younger sister as well so everything just blended perfectly for me you know, what it means to be family, what it means to be accepting of this family that is an adoptive family, you know, not knowing your real birth parents or your birth mom, you know, and trying to find that out, you know, but saying that's okay and living with that, just all these aspects that they approach with family. I think they did a phenomenal job. And oh, by the way, the person who helped pen this story is the same person who wrote WandaVision, which is also my like second favorite project of the MCU. You know, so she she for sure is on my good side for being a writer um, in, the, in, the, in the MCU. And if she ever wants to come over to Star Wars, please come over to Star Wars. We need you. But the theme of family in this movie was fucking fantastic. Um, Brandon, what, what did you think of the theme, man? Yeah, so, yeah. So coming out of this movie after um, after watching it, um, I never really took into note how much family was such an important part of the movie until you talked about it when we were uh, talking back and forth uh, on our uh, through texting. Yeah, yeah. And how like like yeah, like you said, you don't need to be biological to still be a family. And when you first told me about that like it clicked for me like how how essential it was to the movie's basic plot pretty much uh and yeah i i love that like at least a little something like that makes this movie stand out in my opinion like at the at the top of the marvel movies pretty much rather than just like being like more action-based and um like not much substance pretty much. So I'm glad that they act, there was an actual theme. And I'm glad that you brought up um I think her name uh or think their name is like Jack Schaefer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. yep, yep, who who also wrote WandaVision. She's very good at like finding a purpose with with these basic entertainment style movies or like more action-based stuff and fantasy and all that so yeah like you said like she's definitely someone to look out for and hopefully she returns for more um marvel projects or like she gets on the creative or something like that and she helps out but uh i I really hope it's a woman and uh i'm not just saying it just because uh whoever they no she is a woman she is a woman okay she is she is a woman yeah yep great 
yeah, yeah. I hope she continues to add her work or or add her ideas to the MCU because she she really helps out a lot in that aspect. Yeah, she she is. She's a woman. She's done Timer, never heard of it. WandaVision, Black Widow. And did she Hustle. do Captain Marvel too? No, no, no. She did the Hustle. Okay. Okay, I'm thinking of somebody else. Then. Yeah, so she she really is nailing these fan like these big themes that we were talking about, like the core essence of it. Right. Um yeah, man. I and you know, I think another theme that she tackled as well here is you don't have to go with what you, you know, what your destiny is, so so to speak. Um, I feel like destiny is too big of a word, but you know, Florence Pugh has a lot of blood on her hands already because she's been in this Black Widow program for quite a long time. So she's killed a bunch of people, like Alexi said, mm-hmm. and she's changing now. She wants to change. She what the first thing she wanted to do was go back and free the other widows. You know, it wasn't like she's like, okay, now that I'm free, I'm gonna run away and do you know, I because she probably could have just hit out somewhere, you know, and never have been bothered if she wanted to, but she's like, no, I want to make a difference. And I think that was great. I know star Wars tried to do that with the whole Ray being a Palpatine. I know you haven't seen star Wars, but this was just done in a way better sense, in my opinion of, you know, once again, going back to family and getting that help. So, yeah, I I think the theme was great of this story as well. Or in addition, whatever the fucking right word is, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Is there anything else you liked about this uh, movie, Brandon? Before we move on to the, of course, the negatives of this movie. Yeah, I think I got one more uh, thing that I actually really enjoyed, and yet yeah, that's the action. I I loved the action in this movie. I thought it was fast paced, and I think a majority of it was in the first half of the movie which i thought was nice so i thought that was a great balance of the action it wasn't too long and um i thought when it when it occurred like there was some unique stuff that were going on uh within the action scene so and i I think i i think i also mentioned that it was fast paced too which was um it was great to see rather than like just more it was it wasn't as choreographed as a lot of mcu stuff so uh yeah, that's why I enjoyed it so much. And um yeah, I can't I can't say anything more about that. Like the action was great. Yeah, I'm I'm in a total agreement there with you as well. I think the action was great. I think the chase scenes were great as well. Yeah, um, yeah, the chase scenes were they're unbelievable, obviously, because it's fucking, you know, Marvel and it's a movie. We could say that for the end of time on all their projects that they do with cars slipping over shit like that. But it was sick, and I think the directing was very sick as well. With mm-hmm. everything, uh, the one I guess. No, I really don't have a gripe with how the action was handled. Like I think you nailed it. It was fa- like it. It kept you on your toes. It kept you in the movie, which is uh, the main thing. What you want for your action sequences, especially in a movie like this. Yeah, especially like when when the basically when you come when you're coming from um, a movie like Civil War, and you're having like basically Black or Natasha. Uh, just basically on the run. I think it makes sense for there to be as much action as it was in this movie, in my opinion, especially uh, in the in the first half of the movie. And uh, and then right after that, I think it really slowed down on that, which was nice. Um, so, yeah, I think, it, like I said, it was needed uh, in certain parts when it was. And 
um, especially uh, stuff with Taskmaster um, was great because I, I love that idea of like this this villain pretty much like learning every single Marvel character in the MCU and basically um, adapting it into their um, what's the arsenal. Uh, yeah, so yeah. that was a good contrast of um, basically characters from Black Widow and uh, Taskmaster. So, yeah, overall, the action was great in the movie. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed uh, the action. It also, and another thing I want to mention, too, it wasn't too CGI heavy, which was nice. It was more You're right, it wasn't. So, it was more so practical effects that yeah. was uh, the heavy duty. At least, I'm all here for that. Uh, that I remember. Yeah, exactly. I think I think we're losing that art of practical events in big like blockbuster movies or like movies in general. And you know, uh, there's an over reliance. There's an over reliance on CGI. I believe yeah. in movies, so it's nice to actually have that nice uh, contrast of uh, effects. Yep. However, though, speaking of fighting, yeah, this is a good segue into what we do not like about the film. Because one thing that I found a big problem when watching this film is the stakes of this film. And, you know, we get into these fights. We know Scarlett Johansson's safe. She's safe throughout the entire film. If you've yeah. seen the other Marvel movies, you you that's already one that already takes you out of the movie, or you know, is step one because you know she's gonna be okay. She can get shot 50 times, she's gonna be fine because she continues in the next movie. Because this movie was pushed back so much after it was completed, and these actors and actresses could do every you know, do other th- do other Marvel projects, we found out that um What's her face? Florence Pugh's character still alive as well, which we'll talk about after the what we don't like when we get into theories and predictions. But we find out if you're if you're into the Marvel universe, you know that she's gonna be alive at the end of this film as well. So boom, you have two main actors who are not gonna die, who you can easily remove from the film, where you're like, okay, they're fine as well. The other two, you think they you think they might die or you're not, you know. But there was never any real danger to those two. You know, because you needed to really save him so you could get to Melania. So he wasn't going to die then. And he wasn't really going to die against Taskmaster um, because that's just your typical generic MCU storytelling. And Rachel, uh, Melania's character, never had any real threat at all throughout the film. So my biggest gripe with this film, my big, biggest gripe with this film is there were the stakes were not there in it. It just felt like they were, it just felt like a story that they were going through the motions of it. Obviously, if you're new to the MCU, you're not going to think any of that shit. You know, you, you, you might be thinking who the hell's going to die in this. But as someone who knows the MCU, barely knows the MCU, Brandon knows more about it than I do, but someone who semi knows the MCU, follows up with the news, you know that all these characters are essentially going to be okay. And I think that's what really, really hurts this film at the end of the day, because you're not like at the edge of your seat or anything. There's no suspense there for you. Brandon, did you find that to be a problem or did that uh, thought cross your mind at any points throughout the film? No, once you, once you brought that up, like you're, you're kind of right. Like there was, there was really no emotional drive to any of the characters that 
uh, from the from the perspective of the audience, because like you said, like we knew Yelena was going to be safe. We knew we know what happens to Black Widow. So uh, basically, she was going to be fine regardless. And the like you said, the two characters that we we thought could have like had a chance of like dying didn't really have that much of a story where like or it didn't have much they didn't have much of a what's the imminent threat yeah there was no threat to them like being in that situation at all and i i think like i think you brought it up i think what hurt this movie the most was the amount of times it got pushed back because because like you said, all this all this uh Marvel news that came out with uh certain characters and all that stuff. So we had an idea going into this movie of like what was gonna happen to these characters anyway. So I would say if this movie still had the release date, May 2020, I feel like this movie wouldn't have had that much of a problem with it as we do as we have now with it. So yeah, I think it I mean they the pandemic really screwed everything up and i don't blame marvel in that sense but i mean they were kind of like kind of stuck in the situation pretty much yeah, and yeah. they really didn't have that much of a choice to uh with that pretty much yeah i'm in agreement with you there as well i, I think it was just the thing that hurt them was the, you know was COVID, obviously and you can't do much about that you know you're not gonna throw out a $250 million movie into theaters where no one's going to see a movie. Um, I think someone needed to die, though. I think one of the older people needed to die. Um, mm-hmm. Or we need to see a real threat to them. But yeah, uh, it's, you know, it, it's whatever. But that, that was my probably the biggest thing that, in my opinion, that hurt the film. What is something you didn't like about this film, Brandon? Okay, yeah. So my biggest problem with the movie. Once I really settled in on what the movie was about, I didn't like, I didn't really much care for the presentation of Taskmaster. I thought overall they were pretty, they were pretty uh, underwhelming. Um, I thought all the action stuff, like I said, was great with Taskmaster because it, they, like, she really seemed like a big threat to, uh, Natasha but then when you it gets revealed that she was the main villain's daughter from the explosion uh, that we saw earlier on in the film it kind of took me out of the how how threatening she was pretty much I don't think she was even addressed as like taskmaster more of like a project pretty much I think that's the only time they they actually bring up Taskmaster in that sense. But once, yeah, once she gets revealed, honestly, like I didn't really much care for the character after that. Um, because it, I don't know. I, I didn't think it made sense for her to just have just a scar on her face when you clearly see she was blown up or like at least exploded. Uh, and we see it or at least, like we hear it at at the very least, so I don't know. I thought it could have been more 
presented as I really honestly would have liked it if it was a completely different character and Taskmaster was the overall villain. I think that was my biggest problem. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because they sold Taskmaster as the main villain of this right. in the trailers yep. and everything and all they the did. lead up to it. And I'm in total agreement with you here, too. I have no problem with Taskmaster being a woman. I have no problem no. with the execution no. of Taskmaster. It was just there needed to be something more with with that character. I, you, and I don't know what that could have been. But going back to the whole thing about how she blew up the daughter, you're telling me only half of her face was like fucked up? with fucking five bombs i think yeah. she said like no I, I wanted i thought what they were going to explain and what we might have seen was a flashback of like just a totally like not disassembled little girl obviously because it's the mcu right but someone who like doesn't have a leg or an arm and she's on an operating table or she they're, was like making enhanced her like, with like cybernetic like like she was she was like enhanced with like robotics or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're making her like the Darth Vader of the MCU. Yes. More yes, machine yes. than man, or and in this case, more machine than woman. Yes. And I think that would have been such a great and different approach there. And I pose you this, Brandon. What if Taskmaster, what if Dracoff died? Taskmaster took over that mantle, being reassembled, and then she and then she had all her widows. I felt like that would have been a better I think that would have been better, honestly. Like um yeah. And like you said, like they built up Taskmaster as supposedly the main villain in in the trailers, and basically all she ended up being was a henchwoman, honestly. Like to the to the overall villain, I think yeah. you nailed it. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you nailed it right in the head when you said like she could have been the one who was um, leading the charge of the Red Room and all that. Like, and then that would also go back to family as well. Avenging your father's death, keeping on your family's legacy. Yes, that meant you know. Yeah, what can if there was more of a backstory to her, I think that would have been, she would have been more compelling uh, as a character. Because yeah, like I said, I like that idea of her like studying all these uh, superheroes. Yeah, that was fucking sick, dude. All their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, and uh. I don't know. I don't think it got fully addressed. Like we, like we see a glimpse of it, like her just like watching on a monitor and all that stuff. But um, one line, one line is all they mentioned. Line. Yeah, about how she studies her friends. You know, Dracoff was like, "My daughter studies your friends fighting." You know, see, at least we got that, so I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and speaking but, of family and Dracoff and Taskmaster. Another thing I didn't like about this was Dracoff. Um, I think that goes back to what you were saying about how you wanted Taskmaster to be more of a presence. I think I mm-hmm. needed a bit more of a presence because I didn't like the guy in the suit. I felt like that was too generic and too phase one of the MCU, so to speak. Um, you know, like just, you know, he, all he, like he didn't do any fighting. I guess he punched Black Widow a few times. It didn't really seem that threatening. Yeah, until, it, like- yeah. And then, I mean, we saw a little glimpse of it when he and uh, Natasha were talking towards the end of the movie, but that was, that was about it. I mean, he's only, he's really only in the movie in the second half, pretty much. And we don't get that much of a backstory. All we know is that he was friends with Alexi and he had close ties to Melina. That's about it. Bro, he's in the movie for like 
20 minutes your first five the, and then the last 15 minutes that's prob- yeah that's probably a little bit generous honestly yeah probably and like the, 15 yeah and the movie's two hours and some minutes long so he's in mm-hmm. it for like a, a like a tenth of the movie okay thanks marvel you know and it's it's just marvel being marvel with its storytelling and i'm just gonna say my last thing that i didn't like about it i'm not a fan of these films i don't think they'll ever be cinema uh, if we want to be real, I think they're good movies. They're entertainment. They're popcorn movies. You know, I don't think they're amusement parks. I don't know where we get that fucking phrase from, uh, you know, but I, I do think they're just popcorn movies where you yeah. can kind of turn off your brain. Yeah. You have some deep thoughts throughout the movie, like I said, with family, you know, so the themes and the stories there, but the plot of the movie is not too good, you know, where it's just good guy, bad guy, good guy wins. Uh, he, the good guy is barely in any threat and the bad guy you know, is easily foiled at the end of the film. So it just felt generic, like a, a generic MCU phase one or just, two style film. Yeah, it was a basic MCU plot. And this goes back to what we didn't like with Falcon and the Winter Soldier was that it play, it was it played too safe uh, with its storytelling and not enough on its basically creativity. Almost. Yeah. And that, those were just all the things I didn't like about it. And But I think the thing that helps it, though, is... And I don't think we're going to get this generic stuff anymore because look at like what she's writing now. You know, she wrote right. WandaVision was her was supposed to be the next project that we saw her as. It wasn't supposed to be WandaVision and then this. It was supposed to be Black Widow and then WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And WandaVision is just phenomenal with its risk-taking that it's doing, its genre blending, all of that. So, you know, I, I can excuse the old story. I can excuse all the mistakes that I mentioned, you know, because like I said, you can't do much about it. You couldn't do anything about COVID. This film wasn't supposed to be before, you know, our, our new shit like Loki and WandaVision. And then Dracoff, I guess you can't really excuse that, but, you know, what can you do? Honestly, like, I didn't I didn't mind Dracoff as much as you did, but I can agree with you in that sense that he probably shouldn't have been in the movie in the first place. Yeah. Or at least, like, not as a main presence in the movie. Yeah. So, Brandon... What are some other things you didn't like about the film now that I'm all done ranting about MCU and their generic stuff? I would say that pretty much covers my side of what I didn't like. Um, overall, I really enjoyed the movie, regardless the free, of its flaws. The free will of Natasha. You want to talk about that? Oh, yes. I completely forgot about that. So See, always good that I always good. That I'm I glad you're, you're there. Off. You're there for me, man. I'm 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 so glad you're on my side on this. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, one last thing I just want to mention is um, is the idea of Black Widow becoming, you know, her own thing. And I felt like the movie didn't address it enough in that sense, because they did talk about it for a sense when uh, I think when Yelena and Natasha were talking about each other and like, um because like overall in Natasha's story, she doesn't really do anything by herself, at least. At least that like you can think of, because anytime we see Natasha, she's always doing something with the Avengers or with Iron Man. Like yeah. she's never she's never doing anything by herself. So when I first Oh, when they first started addressing this in the movie, I thought, oh, great. This is that that would be uh, I thought this would be 
um, a great topic to deal with since, um, you know, Black Widow never like really had to do anything by herself. So I'm glad that they are at least addressing this. But I felt like they didn't go far with it enough. Okay. With this idea of free will and like uh, having to do what she wants to do rather than like having to like do what others tell her to do. And this goes back to like what um, we're talking about with Loki too and how great that um, side of things is doing it and how they're taking their time with that. Um, but yeah, like that was just a little thing, but I felt like that that could have been essential, especially since we know what happens to Natasha in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that would have fit so well with in this movie. And then we go to Infinity War and then Endgame. Uh, I thought that would have been a good um cap uh capsule of um basically her art in the MCU. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you there as well when you explain that. Um I'm I'm totally in agreement with you there as well. It feels like she's always just doing the mission, you know, not doing what what else Natasha she, wants. Yeah, what Natasha could do, what she wants to do. It's not like someone's coming after her. She's just executing a mission. And this is right after Civil War. So I guess you have to be in some hiding, you know, which like as we saw in the beginning, she she was, you know, but we always could have changed the timeline of when we wanted to put this film. You know, it's not like we had to put it here. So there's always some room for a wiggle um, because we see at the end of this film, uh, she's wearing the green vest and her hair is blonde. So she's going into the Infinity War stuff. But before we get into that post credit scene, in the very ending of this film. We're gonna give it our we're gonna give it our overall ratings, and the hot question that I think is on everyone's mind right now: Does the Disney Plus shows outrank the films? Brandon, what do you think? You want to talk about that now? Yeah. What, what do you think? Did the Disney Plus shows, the three shows we are getting right now? I know we haven't finished the end of Loki. We'll we'll save it. We'll save it till the end of Loki. We'll save it till the end of Loki. Scratch what yeah, I just said. Yeah, we'll save it till think, the end. Yeah, of Loki. I think we'll save it to the end. We'll save it to the end of Loki. Brandon, let's give our overall ratings of Black Widow out of five. What do you where do you put this in your rankings? I guess, and what do you, what would you rate this film? So for my overall ranking of Black Widow, I'm gonna give the movie a a solid four out of five. Okay. Okay. I think it does have its flaws. Um, with the villain, uh, I mean, that's with almost every MCU movie, so that's not shocking, but I mean, it is a flaw. Um, and then it, like little things, um, like I said, with, uh, not stuff, not addressed well enough, but overall, I think the cast saves it. I think like the main cast saves this movie, like their performances are great. Um, the story, I think the story is good uh, as a basically an in between Civil War and Infinity War. So I think that's, I think it fits right in there. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, I, I, the action was great. Uh, overall, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm going to give this film, this is going to be, this is going to be really harsh. Actually, no. I'm going to give it the exact same rating you just gave it. A four out of five. Um, okay. I think the... Sh- is, it a I think- low, is it a low four? 
it's a low four it's like a four it's like a 4.1 four point you know it's like a 3.99 let's round it up to a four type shit you know jesus christ with those (laughs) anyway though any anyway though yeah the the theme of this is what sold me on this entire movie. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can take out Florence Pugh. You could throw in a different actress there. You could take out the, you know how the story was executed. But the the main theme of this story of what it means to be a family and to be an adopted family. You know your your birth. You know finding your birth mom. You know your birth your birth family. What that means not knowing them. Everything about that struck a chord with me in such a positive way, you know, like you could see yourself for me, you could see yourself in Florence at times. You could see yourself in Scarlett Johansson at times. I could see my mom in millennia, my dad in uh, the red guardian, you know, so, so I think for people who are adopted, this movie will be higher up in their Marvel rankings. than for people who isn't, who aren't, but you cannot negate the fact that it's just a generic story again. Marvel has mm-hmm. once again shit just shit the bed with the villain. I, I, don't, I don't know how we're doing this, Marvel. We have we have nailed, you know, g- good storytelling, solid storytelling, and solid writing, but yes. we just cannot yes. nail the villain. I don't get that. I I guess I do to an extent because they kind of make them one off villains, which I don't think is always the right move for these type of films. Um, but yeah, you couldn't you can't negate that. But the theme is what really sold this film. Obviously, Florence Pugh did a phenomenal job. As you mentioned, the chemistry between all of them was fantastic. Just mm-hmm. completely gelled. So I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Where does it rank in all the 23 fucking Marvel movies? It ranks higher for me than um Civil War, but it's nowhere clear near like the top ten or anything. I would agree with that. I, I would put it like Above the middle, like slightly above, like um, yeah, halfway. the middle. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's definitely one of the better Marvel movies. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out to say it was the best MCU movie. Yeah, I don't that think so. we've seen. Um, but yeah, still, still a solid, solid movie overall. And I'm glad that Black Widow finally got some recognition on her on her own, pretty much, in and- some way. I'm I'm happy as that as well because honest to God, dude, I never thought I cared about Black Widow, and I know I don't care about Hawkeye, but I never thought I cared about Black Widow. But when that whole thing on Vormir happened in Endgame, I was I was sobbing, dude. I was sobbing. Yeah. I'm like, why am I crying right now, dude? Like, like I I don't know why, but it was just fucking phenomenal, uh, for me to care about this character and you know finally get a movie about this character who we've all grown grown up with and fell in love with as the what is it like fucking 12 years of 13 years of marvel but now yeah we have not we have negated talking about one thing in particular about this movie and that is the post-credit scene yes Yes. So that's what we're going to go on with now. If you guys are here from our Loki reviews or here from our WandaVision reviews or here from anything really Marvel, you know, we always ended off with theories and predictions. And so we're going to talk about that and what it all means because of our post credit scene and where do we see these characters going. So for a small recap again about the post credit scene, Florence Pugh, also known as Yelena, is going down to see her uh i don't know what it's called 
her sister's dead, obviously. Adopted Scar- sister. Yeah, yeah, her adopted sister, Scarlett Johansson, is dead, and she got a tombstone. And so Florence Pugh is paying her respects. That's what she's doing. She's paying her respects. Uh, Yelena's paying her respects to Black Widow. It says, you know, sister, Avenger, friend, all those things on the tombstone. She's very sad about it. She gets the dog that she wants. She does the whistle thing. Very emotional. And then we just hear fucking sot, like someone blowing their nose. And we're like, okay, way to ruin a moment. But anyway, though, who is it? It is none other than the lady we see in fucking Captain America and the in the Falcon, Winter- Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It is Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, who seems like there's already a, a chemistry between the two that they're working together. Because she's like, what mission do you have for me? Don't bother me on vacation. Yeah, there was an established relationship between yep. them beforehand. And Valentina says, would you like to know who's responsible for your sister's death? And she rips out her iPad one and shows her <laughs> a picture of Clint, Ronan, Hawkeye, whoever that, you know, whatever you want to call him. And that's the reason why her sister is dead. And that sounds like it's Elena's next bounty is to go after Clint Barton. Brandon, what did you think of this post credit scene? Well, first off, first off, do you think that should have been left in the film? In the main oh. film, in, in the main runtime of the film and not a post credit scene? No, I think it I think it fits well as a post credit scene rather than that. Because this was Black Widow's story, not despite how great, you know, Florence was, and um it definitely set up like Yelena as um like a big character going forward in the MCU. This was all about Black Widow. This was her movie, pretty much. And now we're transitioning into Yelena's story now. So I thought that was that was a great way to, you know, move her forward in the MCU and uh, in future projects. So I'm glad that this was a post-credit scene, and I loved it. I loved everything about. It. And I've said this before. Uh, I think in my Falcon and Winter so- in uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, review that we did, uh, Julia Lewis Dreyfus, who plays um, Valentina uh, Fontaine, whatever her name is, I think she is perfectly casted, in my opinion, in this role, and I think she really carries herself as um, this big, um, basically like a Nick Fury esque character that they seem to be building her as um and i like that there was um a pre-established relationship like we said with these two characters so we immediately know that um that uh we know what yelena has been up to since since uh the last time her and natasha seen each other so that's great yeah i loved everything about this and it sets up perfectly for what comes next in uh, a future Disney Plus show that we will discuss in a little bit. Yes, I, I, I'm in agreement with you. I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I would have liked actually when I first saw it to have, um, this be in the main film, like before we get to the post credit scene. But as really? I watched it a second time, yeah, as I watched it a second time, I'm like, that wouldn't make sense because they're trying to make the they try to make these standoff films like standalone films as well. So if you're new to the MCU, mm-hmm. you're just coming in, you know, you won't be confused by it. I think that would confuse a lot of fucking people if, you know, we just see, you know, we do another flash forward and 
we see it. We, t- we see a tombstone of her. It's going to leave a lot of questions like unanswered, probably more more questions than answers, really. So I do like right. how they gave it a post credit scene there uh, after a rewatch. Like you said, I think the person who plays Fontaine, I forget her. I forget Julia Lewis Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she she nails the role. She is that anti Nick Fury, as you mentioned in when we did our Falcon and Winter Soldier recap. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I know for one, though, as soon as that ended and this and as soon as like it was revealed that that's Clint, I was happy she's hunting him down. I was never a fan of fucking Hawkeye, but that's just me. Same like before Endgame, I never really cared about Clint as a character. Um, Like and I think that's like that's the that's Marvel's uh, wrongdoing there for not like not building them up as much as like yeah, that Iron is, Man yeah. and Captain America and stuff. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, you you have to put a little bit of blame on them in that retrospect. But once Endgame came out, like there was at least a care for him that I didn't find uh, before then. So um, until like all that stuff with Jeremy Renner, Renner came out. Uh, yeah, dude. But, Jesus Christ. <laughs> But we won't get into that. Um, but uh, that post credit scene gives me more of a reason to care about um, the new Hawkeye show now. And Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, it gives Yelena more of a purpose um, because she was confirmed for the show, but we didn't know what she was going to be in there for. Um, but now we actually have that reasoning now. She's going to be like you said, like a bounty hunter as um assassin, pretty much trying to hunt down Clint, which makes sense. So I'm glad that yep, like yep. they're gonna go with that. Um, and I'm just yeah, it get yeah, uh I'm a little bit more excited about the Hawkeye show, like I said, uh than I was previously. I I am too. I'm in agreement with you there as honestly, well. Yeah, honestly, I'm more looking forward to Kate Bishop rather than Clint. Clint. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly I'm here for Haley Steinfeld to see her you know, now coming to, she, she start, she, I think she did great in that Bumblebee movie of Transformers. I don't know if you Wasn't saw that. Was she a musician too? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'm really excited for her not doing Marvel. I think uh, a Hasbro or whoever the fuck did the Transformers movie kind of said, okay, you're done with your, your little Transformers. We want more explosions. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy Disney picked her up and she's doing that. So I'm excited to see that whole thing. And like you said, and like I said as well, I'm excited to see Florence Pugh be that bounty hunter-esque type person. We know she has it in, in her arsenal to do that type of range because she was doing it in this film as well. Mm-hmm. The thing that my my big prediction for this is that I think we're going to see, a, I don't know what we call these people. You know the proper name to it. But who is, um, God damn it, Paul, John Walker. Yeah. And what team is she assembling? She's assembling a team. You know what that's called, the Marvel term for that. Yeah, so it's either going to be some form of either the Thunderbolts or I want to say like some like Dark Avengers team. Okay. My Um, big theory and prediction is that we're going to see one of those, whatever whatever term they decide on, Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers. We're going to see that before we see an Avengers movie, our next Avengers movie. Now, do you think it would be a show or a movie or some or some some way that they're going to be an established team beforehand? An established team beforehand. I think okay. we're going to see because we're getting Moon Knight. We're getting She-Hulk. Um, 
We're getting uh, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. I think we're getting all of these, and it's going to carry into a Disney Plus show, which then turns into a movie. You know, like oh, we're going to yeah. get our standalone okay. on, on our Disney Plus, but the movie where all of them come together is going to be, you know, that that team up is going to be movie form. So I'm here for okay. it, though. I, I think she's assembling a great team. The actors are turning out fine. Oscar Isaac is Moon Knight. Fucking... I forget the girl who plays She-Hulk. God damn it. But she's... Tatiana Maslany. Yep, she's Maslany. fucking fantastic. Florence Pugh's fantastic. Uh, they already say... John Walker uh, um, uh, executes that role great. I think yeah. when he gets real in that rage, you know? Not when I he tries hope, to be yeah. your scout. I just your hope his scout. character are, like kind of improves within the next... If he returns to the MCU, which I'm I, sure he will. Yeah, I, I think it is going to improve. I think it was just the writing on that show. You know, once sure. we get a new writer, I think we're going to finally get our more established type characters. But yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the future of the MCU, especially with what this means with uh, Florence Pugh staying in it, you know. Oh, yeah, me too. I agree with you on that. Any other last minute predictions or theories that you have based on this post credit scene here, Brandon? Uh, really, the only thing I can think of is that like I, like I brought up uh, earlier, I I definitely think Valentina is going to be that anti-Nick Fury, um, you know, uh, assembling all these new characters. Like you said, Yelena, uh, John Walker, we're probably going to get um, more within the next couple years, I would say. Um, but yeah, she's definitely assembling some sort. And I'm sure we're going to see this, but I'm hoping that we see a confrontation between Nick Fury and Valentina, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that we're going to see that um, in a future project, but yeah. that's my big prediction in this. Yeah. That, and I would love to see that as well. I think that'd be fucking fantastic. Two great actors just dueling it out. Just basically of minds really. Yeah. Yeah. You I know? love what I love when they're going more of a uh, psychological battles. Yeah. More physical like, yep yeah and then obviously hopefully fucking clint gets just shot in the fucking head with an arrow or some shit jesus christ <laughs> if anything uh, i just hope he passes the torch more than anything yeah i would like to see that too kate bishop be the next you know young avenger whatever the fuck you want to call him yeah. anyway though i think that wraps up our review for black widow brandon what do you say here man i believe it does danilo i believe it does well, that is the review of Black Widow. Brandon and I both gave it four out of five. We did have our small gripes with it. We did enjoy the hell out of the post credit scene. We enjoyed a lot about this movie. It was good to see a Marvel movie. Good to be back in a the theater. We will be back for episode six of Loki next Saturday morning. Be sure to check that out. Be sure to check out our other Loki reviews. We do not have the newest Loki episode five review up it probably will never be up fucking we're having problems over here man we're, we're having problems over here to our listeners um but it will be up the uh, episode six will be up this saturday the 17th brandon thank you for again for coming on and talking about marvel because you are my marvel man where can they find you my good sir yep all your followers can follow me on instagram at beeline 2k21 or on Twitter at Brandon M226 for that great exclusive content. Content. Yes. Nailed only the best. Only the best here at Let's Fucking Go Podcast. Uh, you guys know where to find me. Danilo Judd, uh, D-A-N-I-L-O-J-U-D-D on Instagram. Add a one 
uh, nope, D-A-N-I-L-O-J-U-D-D-1 on Instagram. Take away the one, and that's you can find me on Twitter. Obviously, this is Danilo Judd Reviews, and I'm your host, Danilo Judd, joined again by Brandon. If you guys are so inclined, wherever you're listening, please hit that subscribe button on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever the hell you're getting your podcast from. And if you're listening on Apple, be sure to leave that review because it does help out the podcast. Brandon and I will be back again for our recap on Loki and where and what that all means. We will be back for What If. We will be back for Shang-Chi. We're, Brandon and I are just our, your Marvel guys now at this point. So strap up and you know buckle in, whatever the fuck the saying goes. That's it, guys. Thank you for listening. Thanks for coming over from Galaxy of Film. Thanks you for coming over from. Thank you for coming over from YouTube. I have spoken, and I'll see you guys. Oh my. Okay, I thought I didn't hit record, dude. Jesus Christ, bro. Oh my God, just dropped. Okay. Anyway, though, guys, that's all the time we have for today, and we'll see you guys next Saturday.